All right, everybody, welcome back to Seacoast Community Church Podcast. And we are doing our last episode for the month of June, talking about Edwards on the Christian Life uh, by Dane Ortland. And today we are talking about an interesting topic. Actually, <laughs> it might not be all that interesting to you, uh, but it is a might be a peculiar topic just because it is a topic that we never really talk about. And it's probably a, a word that we don't often use in our regular vocabulary. We're talking about gentleness. Gentleness, the aroma of the Christian life. And I decided to do this last episode on this particular topic because it is a topic that we don't talk about. And uh, and that's also uh, what the author uh, seems to think as well. That uh, In fact, he would say that it is a neglected virtue um, more generally in the Christian church today. Uh, but Edwards uh, did have some things to say about gentleness. So first... Uh, let's talk about what does it mean to be gentle? Uh, how would Jonathan Edwards define gentleness? And so uh, Jonathan Edwards would use uh, several synonyms uh, when speaking of the word gentleness. He would say he would use calmness, long-suffering, forbearance, quietness, patience, kindness, a lamb-like or dove-like spirit, and uh, meekness. Uh, gentleness, he would say, makes us like little children. And uh, gentleness, uh, he would, and defining gentleness, he would also say what it isn't. And so he would say that it is um, that it is not uh, necessarily passionate. It's not rash. It's not a hasty expression. Uh, there's no violence in in it in in, in one's talk. Uh, he would also say that with regards to gentleness, that uh, as we read in the scriptures, it is a fruit of the Spirit of God. It is evident, said evidence that the Holy Spirit is alive and well within a person. Uh, he would also say that, uh, so we, are, we talked about kind of how, what, how he would define gentleness. Uh, but he would also say that gentleness is, is not only for all Christians, but it is also for all times. Uh, right? The Christian is a gentle person. And he would also say that uh, that gentleness uh, is fueled uh, by God's sovereignty. Uh, so if we think of, also think about actually uh, the passage in Philippians, uh, that great passage about Christ, and uh, which tells us that, uh, that he did not count the equality of God a thing to be grasped, uh, but he emptied himself uh, by... Uh, ultimately, we, uh, by taking uh, human form and becoming a servant, right? So, in the passage, we are we see the the majesty uh, and 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 the really and the and the sovereignty uh, of Christ uh, that he is obviously uh, that he is full of divinity, he is full of glory, that he is full of beauty. Uh, and then he comes down, he condescends to us, and in his condescension we see 
a holy gentleness where he takes up a human form, becomes as one of us, lives amongst us, and even dies for us, right? This is, uh, we, in Christ, we see a perfect picture of what, uh, of what gentleness is. And it is the sovereignty of God, God's sovereignty in sending his son into the world to condescend to us. It is that sovereignty that Jonathan Edwards would say fuels a Christian gentleness. And so uh, Jesus is a perfect example of, of gentleness. And in that gentleness, why we, we reflect that gentleness uh, towards others. And so uh, in the chapter... Uh, he has uh, uh, Dane Orland has uh, three subpoints uh, that he kind of walks through, and uh, three uh, three things. I don't know, maybe three lenses uh, through which to look at the word gentleness. Maybe we could say it that way, um, or maybe. Uh, gentleness uh, contrasted with something else that might be considered the opposite of gentleness. But he kind of goes to show in the, dark, in the writings of Edwards how gentleness actually uh, fits or should fit well with this uh, seemingly contrary term. So the first one uh, that we have here in the book is gentleness and war. Right, <laughs> you. That's those are two words you probably would not use in the same sentence. Gentleness and war. Now, when we think of war, it's not. We're not talking about war like uh, fighting and like soldiering. Although to some degree, we are still talking about soldiering. But we're not talking about in a battlefield and shooting people like we see in the movies or like actually happens in real life. But he's talking about warring in the Christian life. And do you see a lot of warlike terminology in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, when you are when it's describing the Christian life? We have a lot of uh, terminology that that really goes to show uh, to teach us that uh, that that the Christian life is an uphill battle, that it is an uphill struggle. We have the Christian life being compared to a race that we must run hard. Uh, we have in Philippians two uh, this uh, this fighting wrestling kind of terminology. Um, in Philippians uh, chapter 1, uh, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force, right? That's another, that's another passage that's, that, that, dis- that seems to be describing the Christian life as a sort of warring. Uh, we are strenuously um, uh, fighting uh, because we are pursuing the kingdom of heaven. But this, uh, but this warlike... Uh, battle in the Christian life and even warlike mentality is not without is not without a gentleness uh, because gentleness uh, is a fortitude it's a strength of mind it is an endurance uh, through the trials and even the persecutions that it is uh, a holy calm a meekness a sweetness a benevolence of mind amidst all the storms injuries strange behavior, surprising acts and events of this evil and unreasonable world, uh, Jonathan Edwards would say. It's maintaining one's composure in the midst of the battle uh, that we experience in the world. And so um, there's a there's a, a, a line uh, that the author quotes to help us to wonder, to help us to capture uh, this uh, uh, 
this idea of gentleness. Um, so in the film version of uh, Tolkien's The Hobbit, uh, Gandalf, the wise wizard, tells Bilbo that uh, another wizard, Saruman, Saruman uh, who's an evil wizard, uh, that Saruman believes that it is only great power that can hold evil in check. Uh, uh, Saruman was, didn't know at, at that time that Saruman was evil, but he was eventually, you find out he's evil. Anyways, besides the point, Saruman believes that it is only great power that can hold evil in check. But Gandalf continues and he says that it is not, that's not what I found. I found it is the small things, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keeps the darkness at bay. Simple acts of kindness and love. And so a gentleness is necessary uh, in the Christian life as we war against the flesh, as we war against the devil, as we war against uh, the the world. Um, and gentleness is necessary in our keeping our composure, our calmness in the midst of life storms. Uh, another another uh, contrast or another comparison is made between, uh, comp- I don't know, uh, between gentleness and zeal. Right, two other words that don't seem to fit well together. When you think of zeal, I mean, you might think of uh, somebody who is very passionate about something. Say a seminarian who is learning a lot about the Bible and learning about theology. But what does that matter if the person, if the seminarian cannot present it in love and gentleness, but maybe tries to force it down, maybe is argumentative, maybe teaches from a kind of kind of an up down uh, kind of level where he's at the top and everybody must listen and that you cannot dispute him that you cannot argue with him and you cannot question him zeal is not uh, a bad thing if it's in check right we can be zealous for a lot of things right we can be zealous about the bible uh, perhaps but what good would it do to be zealous about like say the bible but without gentleness, where we need gentleness in order to communicate in a loving manner. And so, so for that reason, uh, gentleness is necessary to be able to, it is, it is uh, giving an aroma of sweetness, pleasantness, a, a charm, a, ser- a, a, a serene uh, and calm manner. And then here's this last one, uh, gentleness and manliness. Right, we, I don't know if you, for my brothers who might be listening to this, I don't know if you've ever felt or experienced a situation perhaps where you might uh, have thought or be led or maybe tempted to think that uh, men should not be gentle, right? Uh, uh, That they should be tough and rugged uh, and, you know, that uh, that gentleness is kind of an an effeminate thing, that that it belongs to women. That's not necessarily true, right? But uh, Jesus, Jesus teaches us what it means to be a man. Jesus displays for us what manhood truly looks like. How do we see this? How do we see this gentleness, this this combination, this powerful combination of gentleness and manliness? How do we see that in the life of Jesus? We see it in his dying and his laying down his life on behalf of his bride, that is the church. Right, that is where we see that incredible combination of gentleness and manliness. Right, a a, 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 a putting yourself as a sacrifice, sacrificing yourself for another person. And laying down your life for another person. Right, that is, uh, you know, because of love. 
right that is a that is a wonderful display of 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 gentleness and manliness the most manly men are gentlemen right uh, the the men who are uh, who uh, who try to act tough and rugged who uh, like to uh, tell people what to do to like to rough people up right that is not a true man uh, that is far far from the picture of the kind of man that we see uh, in the scriptures namely in the person of Jesus Christ the book says, a mature oak tree is immovable when the storms rage against it, but is also beautiful and provides shelter for others. This is the vision of Christian manhood painted for us by Jonathan Edwards. Gentleness is not cowardice. Gentleness is not fleeing from what might be scary. But gentleness is standing firm. It is standing strong. It is protecting, it is protective, it is sacrificial, it is loving. Gentleness is, is courageous. And only in the power of the Holy Spirit can we be both tough and gentle at the same time. Gentle, I mean, toughness, men should be tough. right? But without that gentleness, I mean, you're not a very likable person. Uh, you're giving off a machismo that is that is unbiblical, but that toughness must be balanced with a gentleness, right? You know how to speak tenderly when when it's called for. You know how to uh, you know how to love those uh, that you should love. You know how to love those who are not loved by most people. You know how to speak in a in a kind and meek manner. You know how to lead. In a meek and a calm and a in a mild manner, you maintain your composure. You don't give yourself over to rage and anger and hasty decisions, right? This is where gentleness comes in, and so, and so there you have it. So that is the topic of gentleness, and so hopefully you've you found this helpful, man. There is so much, so much more uh, in this book. I have, I have so much. I have so many under, so many things underlined. Uh, so many things. Yeah, uh, I have. Um, I, I try to uh, put a star next to the quotes uh, that are just most memorable to me, and I try to capture those quotes. I, I like. I will go to my computer and I will put those quotes um, in a word document. And I have so many of of, of uh, so many quotes. <laughs> Um, and so I've only just given you a, a small glimpse into uh, into this book, but it is incredible. I highly commend it to you. I would commend uh, many of these, uh, all of these books in this particular series uh, called uh, uh, The Christian Life. So next month, we will return with a new book uh, titled The Dawkins uh, Delusion. And this is by Alistair McGrath. So... This is basically a critique of uh, uh, of of Dawkins' uh, evolutionary theory uh, of of his yeah of his worldview, and so it's this is so this one this book has a more apologetical flavor to it. So hopefully you'll you'll find that helpful. I'm pretty sure you will. So we'll, we'll, we will come back next month uh, with 
the Dawkins delusion. So hopefully uh, I'll catch you there next time. And if you have found this helpful and you can think of somebody that might find this helpful, feel, please feel free to, to share it and pass it along as well. All right. See ya.